there, beautiful people. Welcome to Fantide Podcast for all those complex and complicated conversations about the gray areas in our lives. I'm entertainment journalist, editor, authoress times two, your boy, your girl, everything in between and beyond, Trayvell Anderson. And I'm just trying to keep up with you because I don't know what you just gave us. Jarrett Hill, coming up on the show today, what you just missed that you may or may not be aware of, uh, but we're going to be getting into having unusually spelled names or unfamiliarly spelled names. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. Up first, we have got to pass the popcorn. Okay, y'all know this is our (laughs) segment where we talk about some of the things y'all talking about on the social medias. And there is this video that's been making the rounds on the socials that I have some thoughts about. Okay, I'm going to play it in a moment, but to set it up, there's this woman named Stormy Wellington. Apparently, she's a wealth coach. Okay, she's got a million plus followers on the Instagram, and apparently she charges up to $10,000 for workshops, okay? In this clip, she is holding a plate of food with a piece of corn on it and two chicken wings, okay? And then there's another woman, apparently her name is uh, Tammy, with a separate, a different plate that someone prepared for her, and it's like got mashed potatoes on it and a sandwich on it and hot dog and some other things or whatever and so stormy is going to be here is going to be the main voice you hear speaking in this clip just i I know you haven't seen this yet jared so just take a listen and dm we gonna talk on the other side you can't even pay me they put this on my plate i will not no i don't do what they do i do what i do Mm -hmm. i'm a vegetarian i believe it But she's I would coach. never eat a plate that looked like this. You couldn't mm. pay me a million dollars to do that to myself. Mm. Oh my God. And it comes through better than that. It's mm. low vibration. And you took it. I would have been like, I'm playing like that. I'll tell you what I want. You'll tell me what I want. So my thought process is if you put it on my plate, but I don't have to eat it, I got the distance. I won't even look at it and look that make you look bad. I'm a queen. Queen is plate from like. Mm. About if we said two plates, we play together. And so who's royalty? They would say this person. Mm. I agree. That's a Good rap. <laughs> this well, is because yeah, it's a lot of people that just let people give them what they want them to have, mm-hmm. and they accept mm-hmm. it. And Storm is teaching me right now. Yeah, yeah. Cold Storm is teaching me don't accept what they put on your. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You go because this is your this is your first time like you know hearing it. What are your initial thoughts? So this is one of those instances where something sounds really great as an Instagram meme. Mm. Or as a really cute quote, because the caption here is don't accept what they put on your plate. And it's like, why are you talking to somebody like that? (laughs) Right? Like, why are you talking to someone with that tone? Why are you being so disrespectful? Like, you have the same food on your plate that she has on yours. Right? Like, like on hers, like that same piece of chicken, that same piece of corn. Like, mind you, there's other food. Right? But it's like. But that's her point. It feels like attacking someone in a way that is wholly unnecessary. And I'm fascinated by this person who's like, oh, she's giving me the, the, the pro tip. (laughs) Like this is, this is annoying to me. So I was going to say that the caption, right. Of don't accept what people put on your plate. Don't accept what they put on your plate. Don't accept what they put on your plate. That'll actually preach. Okay. That alone. Right. That's my point. We can work with that. I can see why Anita buying them right now in her sheets. Coming on out and doing something with it, okay? It's a great quote. But it's all the other stuff around it 
that is like like it like the, the whole you know if my plate is is a royalty plate and your plate is hood rat first of all i know that the hood rats get a bad rap shout out to all the hood rats with the good plates okay okay i live for a hood rat okay those are my people okay i live for a hood rat around the way girl okay a fly chick you know a ba- you know a baby mama okay I love them all. Okay, shout out to Fantasia. Y'all didn't even know that was a Fantasia reference. I knew that was a Period. Fantasia moment. I was like, I know you're not going to say baby mama and not say Fantasia. Period. This is not possible. And so, shout out to the Hurras. Um, You know, I also want to note that, like, at these types of, of events where it looks like there are, there's a buffet of options of foods, right? You know, the best part of eating in those circumstances, you know, is when the mac and cheese and the sweet potatoes, you know, the candied yams and the college greens. When they touch. Okay, when they touch. when Because the Bible says when two or three. When two or three are on. gathered. Okay. On my plate. Come honey, on now. We vibrate high. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but you know what? If, if, if it is low vibrational food, then baby... Swing low, sweet chariot, okay? Put me all the way down there. Listen. I, I, I will go all the way down. When they go low, <laughs> we will go lower. We go lower. Put more on Period. my plate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, if we're talking about the buffet, go lower, bitch. I, like, that is the, um, Yeah, I the tone of this really irritates me. I feel like this is simply a, a thought that sounded cute. Nobody is like looking at their plate and being like, bitch, I feel like I'm vibrating real low. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. There we go. Let's clarify that because no shade, right? This woman get paying thousands of dollars for her little workshop classes. Like she's got a following on social media. They're like she. And if you look at the comments on this video, right? If you look at the comments on this video, there are people there that are like, yeah, like, you, yeah, my queen. You know, like, okay. you know what it is. You know what it's giving. <laughs> So the first five comments that I see here, mind you, the first one is from user 9679840604173. But the comment says, Tammy, eat that food. The second one. The second one says, the blind leading the blind and the mm in the back is killing me. Comment number three. I'm so confused. I'm with you, girl. Number four. Number four is going your direction. Tiffany says... The lesson is spot on, but it needs to be applied all around. Tattoos, the way we carry ourselves. Tiffany, I ain't fucking with you. Tattoos? Lastly, comment number five, whose name is all like star special characters and a moon, which I don't know what that means, but sure, girl. (laughs) I love this comment. It says, mind you, that the same barbecue with the same paper plates. Baby, it's the same (laughs) vibration all around. All I'm saying. You got to keep going because the pe- the people are saying that she has a point. She's doing interviews ab- about it. Like, I, I promise. Because you know. You know how some of some of the folks are in the community. You know what it is, Jerry. It's no shade. You know. Comment number six, and I'm going to let this go. These inspirational oh, speakers are my favorite kind of scammers. <laughs> Just talking in circles. <laughs> Like, what are they talking about? Anyway, let's take a break. We want to know how high or low your plates are vibrating. 
And I swear to God, if you come in here with a high vibration, never mind. When we come back, <laughs> we're getting into unusually or uncommonly spelled names. That's next on Fan Time. Is you feeling a little anxious and overwhelmed? Well, these feelings can make it hard to shift gears and get in the mood, if you know what I mean. With Dipsy, you can focus hold just on, on now, what wait makes a minute. you... Well, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Just wait a minute. I know you don't think you about to do the Dipsy app. What? That was my sexy voice. Okay? It's a little assertive. You know? It's got a little twang to it. You okay. know? Listen. Wait. It, it gets the, the boys rolling. Okay? Trust me. <laughs> It brings all the boys to the app. With Dipsy, you can Absolutely. focus just on what makes you feel good. If it's Travel's sexy voice or if it's, you know, this one right here. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, get into you. You can always find something new to explore. Dipsy has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories. Let me tell you, those written stories back in the day, that used to, never mind. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash fantai. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P- seastories.com slash fanti. That's dipsystories.com slash fanti. You know, sometimes I think about the itty bitty spider. Okay? The itty bitty spider, something about a water spout. But the many parts you need to keep in mind is the itty bitty spider. You want to know why? Because it's a great idea okay and connection to the idea of microdosing because itty bitty you see what i did there i no. know you've probably heard about no. microdosing sweetie let me okay? stop you sweetie it's itsy <laughs> bitsy oh sweetie go on go ahead on. oh wow is it well, listen, the point still stands. <laughs> microdosing, okay? If you have not heard about it, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. For all you know, I have microdosed right now, and I'm coming to you live and in color, okay, with some support of the microdose gummies, okay? Our show today is sponsored by microdose gummies, in case you couldn't understand it. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good and make you think that it's itty bitty spider and not itsy bitsy spider or whatever he said okay microdosing is available nationwide to learn more about microdosing thc go to microdose.com and use code fanti to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order links can be found in the show description but again that's microdose.com code fanti Welcome back to Fanti. I love being a black woman with a black name, though. Because people usually say to me, oh, Chandelia, your name's so cool, so beautiful. <laughs> what does it mean? I'm like, oh, it means my parents were black and creative. <laughs> That's what it means, people. We all know what it means. I am Jarrett Hill. The loud one is Travel Anderson. J-A- R-R-E-T-T, T-R-E, loud apostrophe, V-E-L-L. <laughs> we are two blacks with names spelled uncommonly. To be fair, 
Mine is more common mm. than yours, but neither one of mm -hmm. us can pick up a keychain off the rack at Disneyland. Neither one of us can go to Six Flags over these niggas and get a magnet with our own names on it. <laughs> and while we discuss lobbying big name placard later, there are some other interesting things that have been part of my lived experience with this here name. When I was a kid, I would obnoxiously like overpronounce the two T's at the end. I would be Jarrett. I can see that. Nobody asked you, bitch. That wasn't a, mm -hmm. that wasn't an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know it tracks. I remember not wanting people to call me Jared. In high school, my newspaper teacher, as fantastic a figure in my life as any, that's a whole different episode, he called me Black Jarrett and the other similarly named student in our class, White Jarrett. And my teacher was a Latina, so he couldn't say that, right? That, that wasn't okay. <laughs> in sixth grade, my friend from first grade told me that she never realized my name was Jarrett instead of Jared until she saw it written down. I have known you since first grade. These are the kinds of situations that are happening around our names. But if you haven't lived with this kind of oppression, you may not know what this side of the side effects really feel like in this kind of affliction. But you also <laughs> may not know the benefits. So when we get there, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But Benefits? There's some, there's some things that have come along with having an unusually spelled name or uncommonly or unpracticed name, which we'll talk about. Um, but... Mm. Where did your name come from to begin with? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay, so I um, have, I, so I know that you know and you have a very specific story about your name, right? Which, I'm, which you're going to share shortly. We've had, you know, this conversation before. I, you know, go in and out of remembering where my name came from also because I think my mama's story about this name, you know, I think she'd be taking some creative license, okay? Okay. And so let me first say this. My name, the way my mother says my name is Trayvell. Oh. Okay? So, yes, all of you have been saying my name wrong, quote-unquote wrong. But I accept Travell. We're going to get into that shortly. The reason why I say that, Jared, is because I had my mother do a voice memo about how she came up with both my first name, Trayvell, and my middle name, which is Rayjean. Um, my Instagram handle, R-A-Y-Z-H-O-N, is the like phonetic spelling of that, in case you were wondering. So, listen to my mommy. I came up with your name as, uh, several ways. What happened was I wanted something unique and different. So I started writing down a lot of different renditions of how to spell different types of names. I wanted something French and I wanted something European and I wanted something yet with a flair of blackness to it. So I was in French at the time. Okay, so keep that in mind. I was doing a French class at the time because I was at Trident Tech Community College. So with studying French at the time, I had a little research I had to do. So I ran across the little TRs, the Ross and the Jaws, 
right? So I was like, oh, that sounds so sexy. Let me see if I can do something like that with my baby name, right? So I started putting those together, and that's how I came up with your name. I was like, black folks ain't gonna know how to spell this, and the white folks ain't gonna know if he black. So I came up with a cross between the white people, Travel, right? And the black people, Trey, right? And then I put the accent on it, which makes it the French, Travel, right? You're supposed to be Travel, which is the way that you actually say it. That came from your daddy in here, I can tell you. She gave you that first name. So I told you. I wanted to spice that up, and that's how I spiced that up, okay? Now, that middle name came from me, and that was the French part. And that's when I took that R, and I put that H in there to get it out, okay? And then that A, so it's supposed to be Re, Rejean, and the J-O-N is not John, like J-A, no, no, no. It's not that J-O-H-N, it's Jean, Jean, okay? Like French, Jean. So it's supposed to be Ray Jean. So you got it? I hope you got it, baby. I know you're laughing your head off, but that's the way it is. Okay, so <laughs> we will continue to wonder where you got all the razzle and dazzle another day. Um, first of all, best clip we've probably ever had on the show. You're welcome. So for me, my name, the short version is, um, my parents were looking for names. My dad saw Walter Payton's son's name was Jarrett on, I don't know, some football game. I guess that's a thing. And he loved that name and decided that that's what he wanted to call me. He gave me his middle name, Dwayne, so I'm Jarrett Dwayne Hill. Uh, he gave me my, my dad gave me his middle name. My dad's middle name is also Dwayne. So I'm Jarrett Dwayne Hill. Um, but the spelling is because that's how Walter Payton's sons was spelled, J-A-R-R-E-T-T. -T. And I have seen my name more as a last name than as a first name um, over the years. Mm -hmm. Valerie Jarrett. Right. Dale Jarrett, when I was a kid, was a, a racer. Jeff Jarrett was a wrestler. Um, and, but it was always cool to see my name on the screen, even though it was, like, you know, in the wrong place. But that was it. So when did you realize your name was, like, Uncommon. I think I always knew it was different, right? I mean, because that damn apostrophe love, you know, it, it's kind of hard to uh, ignore her, you know? Um, because, like, when, when you're spelling, like, learning to spell your name in school, right? Like, now I got to put a little doohickey, you know, mm -hmm. up there. You know, uh, you know, take the comma from the bottom and put it in the sky, you know, to spell my name. Um, but then I also remember... I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later, but I also remember not being able to use the apostrophe in different spaces. Like, you know, like filling out um, the name blocks on um, standardized tests mm -hmm. and things like that. And me being like, well, T-R-E-V-E-L-L -L is not my name. You know, like my shit got an apostrophe in it, you know, but then not you can't you can't fill in you know, the apostrophe and all of that. So it was early on for me in terms of, like, recognizing that, like, oh, I got a little, you know, a little je ne sais quoi, you know, over ya. That's interesting because that makes me think about 
you being non-binary and changing pronouns and being like, that doesn't, that's not who I am, right? Um, it seems like that's something that has been a part of the conversation for you and for many people, right? For many of us to be able to say like, I know you're trying to call me that because that's what you think it is, but like, that's not what it is. Well, yeah, I mean, even a, a quick story about my mom's name. My mom's name is Melanie. She spells it M-E-L-L-I-O-N-Y. She started spelling it that way herself when she was in grade school as a way to differentiate her name from the white Melanie who was in her class. Mm. Right. And like and and, you know, it 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 now is her name. Yeah. Right. Like and so it's like. It, there is a little, um, you know, history there. And I think, you know, black folks are always like, you know, putting our foot down about our names. And I feel like even more so now pronouncing it the way, you know, it, it, it's supposed to be said, mm -hmm. you know, in different things. I'm, I made the decision that like about writing in lowercase, which is something I can talk about more later at a different time. But like I started writing in lowercase oh, in 2000, in 2020. Um, and then I changed my Ooh. name. You, you, let me know when you're done. I'll let you. You got one more? I'm just saying it, it was a journey, friend. I was there for <laughs> the whole time. I'm just saying I, I witnessed it. I was on the front line. You, you okay? said that like it was a battle and people were fighting in the streets about it or something. <laughs> like, like, like it required something of you, but. It did. I'm talking about my name specifically. But anyway, but like I started. <laughs> I transitioned to like also spelling my name with lowercase um, as a rejection of systems mm -hmm. and all this other stuff that um, will be in an article. Come on, bail hook. Right. But like, I feel like the places that I've, I've seen my name is spelled are basically everywhere. Right. And it became a thing for me on, with Starbucks. Um, for years, I would like take photos of the different ways that Starbucks would misspell my name. And what was actually most impressive to me about it was rarely did I get the same spelling twice. Right. And I went to Starbucks a lot. <laughs> and so that was something that was kind of interesting to me to like see the different ways that people would hear my name and interpret it and spell it accordingly. That has like over the years, like people have approached me about that or been like talked about how my name has been spelled at Starbucks or given me commentary about that, you know, throughout a lot of my adult life now because of that. Um, but like the, the misspelling thing can, can be frustrating. I'm actually curious though, when you talked about the apostrophe, like being inconvenient, right. In different places. Cause like, I know on a credit card, you can't put an apostrophe there, right. It's just travel. Mm -hmm. um and uh, siri surely don't know how to say your name um in, like when i'm even trying to call you my god right i'm i'm curious about how that being in inconvenient has like affected you at work or in other places outside of just like in your personal life i would say that that it is the system it is the other people it is the institution that is inconveniencing me mm. Uh, because I can't put my real name down there. For me, it, it still shows up today in all of those ways you just mentioned. Like any, any form that I fill out um, online in particular, right? A lot of those boxes don't register 
various characters with the apostrophe being one of them we just kind of had a situation um um with this you you wouldn't know about this but we recently did for the listeners um last week we did a speaking engagement with indeed shout out to bradley um the max fun member who we met at max fun con and then he brought us uh to indeed to do a speaking engagement um um last week with their their queer in trans um employee resource group you too can bring us to your company to speak to you reach out to us thank you so much <laughs> for more information <laughs> email us fanti at maximumfun.org yes. <laughs> there we go there we go but in the process of like filling out the like vendor forms for them mm. Bradley, uh, I believe Bradley or somebody on the internal team had, um, or maybe me, I had filled out one form with the apostrophe mm. and then filled out the next form without the apostrophe. And then the, when the, when the system, when their system, when the person in their system had to go in to like find the record, they couldn't find, you know, uh, one of the documents, mm -hmm. right? And I knew I had filled it out. And so it's like those types of things that create, you know, just like unnecessary hurdles because of the the various ways that so many of these forms, institutions, et cetera, you know, really are anti-black. If we want to go there, go there, go there, mm -hmm. you know, um, <laughs> you know, anti-black and all other types of anti and, 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 one last tangent really quickly on that note. That is something that I think about when we're having conversations about DE and companies being committed to DE and I and what transformational change looks at at various companies. If I can't put my real name inside of the workplace system with my apostrophe, with my, you know, M dashes or whatever else we might have, then like, Am I really welcome? That's the inclusion piece, right? Like the diversity is is bringing folks in into the company, but like the inclusion piece is being able to say like, oh, everyone's name does not come from our language, right? Like everyone's name does not. Swish is DMing us. It's like, Go back to France, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I, everyone's name does not like you know use the same the same traditions that we do. I actually see that a lot in autocorrect in the ways that like, you know, mm. with people's names, uh, it'll correct it, it'll switch it back to something else. And like, if you miss it, you know, it's mm -hmm. a problem. I will say that one of the cool things that I've enjoyed about my name is like, my name is how I met my best friend because their name is also Jarrett. Um, Jarrett's been on the show a number of times, but like we were at an event, Jarrett was speaking and then we met afterward and I was like, oh my God, my name's Jarrett too. Two R's, two T's. We did the whole thing and then we started chatting and became like besties, right? Like <laughs> literally happened that way. Um, and having the same name as your best friend and being a person who is always conscious of my neighbors hearing my conversation, it is sometimes funny to me to imagine that they think I'm talking to me. Right. When I'm Jared, chill out. Like, <laughs> Jared, you're doing the most. Right. Whatever it is. That's always been a fun part of it. Another interesting thing with my name, though, and like knowing someone else with the name, there's also another journalist named 
Jared Hill. J-A-R-R-E-D. That's a fine drink of water. I'm just going to say that's a fine drink Jared. of water. I met him earlier this year at uh, at NLGJA in Chicago. I believe that was him there, baby. Jared is... Baby. Oh, was that NABJ? I can't remember. It was one of the conferences. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that the man is fine. That's he's it. He's a, a beautiful man. Uh, he's a DC correspondent for, um, for local stations around the country. Um, and he... We... Went across, we went to college across the street from each other because he went to Morehouse and I was at Clark. I think we dated the same person in different years. Um, Interesting. But it also made Ooh. it also made for things um, getting interesting when Melania happened, when it was like journalist Jared Hill, a conversation for a job that I ended up going out for and ended up eventually getting. Like the conversation was like, oh, someone had said Jared Hill in the meeting. And so then we reached out and blah, blah, blah. And I, then like I heard that later and I was like, I wonder if they were talking about me or if they were talking about Jared Hill, because like actually it probably <laughs> his job. right. And I was like, then I felt bad about it, right? And I was like, I don't know, but like once or <laughs> twice a year, I will get some kind of outreach to someone thinking that I'm him, or he will get it to them thinking that he's me, and we will. Oh, Jared, someone reached out. Here's the thing, or I told them to let you know, like whatever. So having the same name as someone else has been a a thing for me, oddly having this uncommon name, um, but throughout life. You know, I think the apostrophe, uh, you know, really, really helps me. I'm not saying I'm the only Trevet, T-R-E apostrophe V-E-L-L, but I have never met another T-R-E apostrophe V-E-L-L. I have met Travels, spelt differently. And so, you know, when somebody say, you know, Travel. The, I, I, I hope that, you know, I, it's, I'm one of one. The only, the only one. one. Okay. Well, I wanted to say, though, I got, I got early. Because if you heard my mom say that, like, she says my name is Travel, right? I accept everyone has, all, usually most people say Travel. I remember getting comfortable with mispronunciations because it, it was, like, just less attention to just accept it. You know, like even I, you know, I, I joke all the time, right? You've heard me say that like Travel, Travel, I don't care what you say as long as it's spelled right, <laughs> right. Check, you know, and, and I do believe that because I'm about my money. However, part of that is also just like, you know, the pronunciation thing has been, I think earlier in my career, it was like less of, of, of a concern for me. And then now it, it is what it is. Um, but I think that was something that was just like, you know, after hearing it messed up various ways, I was like, Travel is the closest one that people most logically go to versus, for example, Mr. Parks at Floyd Middle Magnet, okay, wow. in Alabama. And we're back in therapy. Who had these very thick, no, 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 I just have a, you know, short little story. You know, he had these very thick, you know, Coke bottle glasses. Okay, shout out to Floyd Middle Magnet. If y'all went there, you know who I'm talking about. And he was just so extra in his gesticulations, in his his, his tone, in how he spoke. And so he's he's one of the, uh, the earliest people who I remember, like, purposefully you know, and intentionally mispronouncing my name. And he would say, Mr. Trevel. 
and he would stretch out the the, the TRE part. I know you fucking lying. I'm not. Um, and it, it you know it became a recurring thing. It was what it was what it was. But people have also seen my name and said travel. They've said Trevelee. Obviously, the tra- Travel is is the main one. Um, but my my mother will be happy to now know that I have told the entire world that it is supposed to be uh, Travel. Um, which leads to last thing, my fast food name when I'm ordering at Starbucks. You mentioned Starbucks earlier. I say Trey. I don't say Travel because you know y'all ain't gonna fuck up my shit. You can spell Trey. <laughs> I. It's funny because. We have someone that we work with that is a colleague that always pronounces your name as Trayvell, but I'm always correcting that person <laughs> person about pronouns, and I'm like, I can't also do the name. And so it's like, it's just too much. But now I'm like, I don't even have to correct it. I can just let it be. It's fine. Um, let it be. I will say, let it be. One of the things about... Ain't that a One song? of the things about... Uh, yeah, I think that's... One of the white people. I think that's like a Beatles. <laughs> Sorry. Jam. Is that right? Is it Beatles? <laughs> right? John Lennon? No? Paul? <laughs> Ringo Starr? Maybe? I'm watching Laura's face for reactions <laughs> and I'm getting, I don't know. Anyway, one of the things that I've appreciated about having an uncommonly spelled name um, is that it has made me more thoughtful about other people's names. Right. And like wanting to make sure that mm. I pronounce them correctly or spell them correctly. And I still fuck that up. But like I'm it, it bothers me in a different kind of way than I think if my name was John. Right. Um, and like our editor, her name is Caitlin. And like I've misspelled her name in emails because I spelled it wrong in my contacts. Right. And like I and then I've always had to correct it. But it's something I feel guilty about because I know what it feels like to have my name misspelled. Um, it, when I'm getting outreach for something professional or whatever it is, it's like, you literally spelled my name to email me, right? And then misspelled it in the body of the email. And that's just always kind of bananas to me. Oh, yeah. That happens to me often as as well. Or, or, or And more often than not, people will leave out the apostrophe, which really just grinds my fucking gears. Oh. Like, I, it just... It really does. I'm sorry. That just dropped in my spirit in this moment. <laughs> but, you know, PSA, PSA, my name has an apostrophe, you know? And it's not my, you're not referencing me. You're not addressing me if you don't have that apostrophe. Particularly if you're trying to get me to write about your little, your little show, right. your little actor, actress, you know, get the name right. Do your job. Uh oh! Now, now I'm talking to the publicist. I'm sorry, y'all. Wait y'all a just got a stray bullet. But Uh-oh. listen here now. Uh-oh. I'm just saying, do, <laughs> do the research. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I, I'm done. I, but I did want to note some research that Laura, producer Laura Swisher, brought up that I thought was really interesting. This little like factoid. Um, scholar Roland Fryer says that in the 1960s, black folks and white folks actually chose relatively similar first names for their kids. And then over a short period of time in the early 1970s, that pattern changed dramatically with you black folks, you know, getting a little, you know, adding a little razzle dazzle, you know, into the situation. So I thought that was a really interesting um, fact. And she, and the, the note says, particularly those black folks who lived in racially isolated neighborhoods. Um, and so, you know, it always comes down to, you know, uh, uh, segregation. Well, <laughs> segregation now, you know, um, I, <laughs> I probably should not be just like throwing that out in the middle of conversation. <laughs> 
It's a reference, though. It like, is a it's, reference, it's yes. I mean, it's a callback. But you got, if this is your first episode, you're like, wait a minute now, Mr. Wallace. Okay, but <laughs> there is an article that comes from Teen Vogue, um, and the headline is, Names that are unfamiliar to you aren't hard, they're unpracticed. Mm. And I... I feel bad that I'm not 100% sure on how to pronounce the the author's name, which is really the point of this whole thing. I believe her name is Jamea Kamara. Um, and the idea of names being unpracticed as opposed to hard, I just appreciated like the reframing of that, right? And like that's a conversation. Absolutely. That's a conversation that we often have in like DEI trainings when we're doing media training or we're working with executives or whatever it is. Like it's y'all have to start thinking about this differently, right? We need to converse about it differently. We need to embrace this in a different kind of way because we have we want, we want have people that don't want to come to these jobs because they don't feel welcome or they don't feel like they can be themselves or they feel like they have to cut off their names. We had a, a really uh, powerful conversation in class about, about names, right, and how important it is to be able to, like, just use your own name, so... It makes me think of the kind of recurring refrain we, we sometimes hear when we're talking about, you know black folks names which is if y'all can learn how to say you know tchaikovsky if you can learn how to say you know mario batali okay emerald lagasse okay <laughs> well that that's actually a point that we use so there's like this fantastic video of uzo aduba um who we will know from many different things at this mm. point right um the her entry into mm -hmm. you know popular culture was on Orange is the New Black, but her, my favorite role of hers is actually on um, In Treatment on HBO Max. Uh, if you check out the new season of that, so she's good. amazing in that. But she talks about her name being Uzomaka, right? And coming home and being upset mm -hmm. with her mom for giving her this difficult name and that people at school as a little girl couldn't pronounce it. And she talked about how she asked her mom to change her name and she told her no. And she said, if they can learn Tchaikovsky, if they can mean, if they can learn Dostoevsky or however you know, pronounce that name, like if they can learn mm -hmm. these other names as I'm fucking them up, she was like, they can learn Uzumaka, right? And so it was, it's a thing about like, just having respect for someone's name, being able to respect that they have a, a, a name that means something to them or that they have history with is important. I know we gotta go. I just had a thought dropping, another thought dropping my spirit. Switch, we gotta when go. When it comes to these white folks' names. This is names. a great place no, for us to say. No, when it comes say... to these white folks' names. <laughs> when it comes to these white folks' names who we all know how to say, but when you look at the spelling, you like, are you sure? Right. Beethoven. You ever looked at Beethoven spelled out? That thing don't look like, no, it don't look like it's pronounced Beethoven, and yet here we all Isn't are. Isn't it like Beethoven? Okay. Or something like that. It Beethoven, <laughs> exactly. But it's like if if you if we can all get on one accord about Beethoven, okay, him, now you can get on one accord about Chandrika. So now she's done used the the phrase one accord, which has triggered us having to go to break. We want to hear from y'all. Hit us up on social <laughs> media using the hashtag #FantiFam before we come back to the church house. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Fanti Podcast. Coming up, why y'all hate us just so much and our listener feedback and our dishonorable mentions. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But... 
Does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. And now, a live reading from Rachel's Poetry Corner. Elephants Theremin's Clifton, Neopets Poorstrips Jepson, Pine Smell Jellybeans Goalie Goals, Skittles Squirrels and the Mole, Celery Chopsticks Pumpernickel, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell, Lullabies Tie-Dye The More You Know, all of these things on our wonderful show. All of these things and more wait for you on Wonderful every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Welcome back, beautiful people. We are going to get into our listener feedback. The opportunity for you all to, you know, send us little notes and whatnot about, you know, things you like or don't like on the show. You can always do that at fantai at maximumfun.org. We've got an email this week from Alejandra. Alejandra says, first, oh, oh wait, hold on. We talked about pronouncing names. I'm going to assume, I, I don't, should I assume this is a, a, a rolling R moment, Alejandra? Alejandra? Is, is that, is that, is that Dra? Alejandra? I want her to email and be like, it's actually Alejandra. Calm down. It ain't that serious. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you do it more than me. Well, she could be like, it's Ale- it's actually Alejandra. Thank Listen. You right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love that. Okay, Alejandra says, first, I wanted to say I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been listening from the very beginning, and I appreciate everything you and Laura do. I especially love Black Histories happening every day. And Travel, I couldn't pick a favorite What a Day host, but Mondays and Fridays are my favorite days, as they should be, Alejandra. Also, I now host Tuesdays as well. So shout out to me. Okay, Alejandra says, I'm writing this email while wearing my public opinion researcher hat. This is about the segment on copaganda from last week's episode. What you shared, Jared, about your friend's experience with jury duty connects with some of the results from a survey my center just released, and I want to share them with you. 57% of all residents of the city of Los Angeles do not think police officers treat all racial and ethnic groups equally. 66% of all residents of the city of Los Angeles think the LAPD racially profiles black Angelinos at a higher rate than other groups. Looking at breakdowns by race and ethnicity, 73% of black residents of the city of Los Angeles think the LAPD racially profiles black Angelinos at a higher rate than other groups. This is from a survey of people who live in Los Angeles with questions about the LAPD and police and community relations overall. It was conducted by the Center for the Study of Los Angeles at Loyola Marymount University. More information is available here. Da, da, da. We'll put the links to the this study in the show notes for you all. Um, Alejandro says, I do hope you consider an entire episode on copaganda in the future. What do we make of a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where people of color are represented well in their police force? Where do we draw a line, if at all? Is bringing Paw Patrol into the conversation going too far? I would love to hear your thoughts in a future episode. Um, uh I liked this note, one, because we got a few people, both via tweets as well as emails, 
who really want us to do a copaganda episode. Um, and I also brought this up because uh, Alejandra mentioned Paw Patrol, right, which is like a, a copification of of animals. Oh, I know. My nephew lives. But I also remember it's what what was it Zootopia mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they also had animals who were cops as well um and i remember there being some some conversation in the culture about why that particular animal was the cop versus another and you know all of those you know veiled messages or whatnot but i say all this to say the people have spoken, Jared. They want a copaganda episode. I'm down to do a copaganda episode. I think we should do it with Queen Latifah. Get on my face. I know you're dead ass as well. I'm doing a bit, but I'm also very serious. Like, I want to do that with <laughs> Queen Latifah. Um, Swish, can you call her really quickly and see if you can get her on the phone before the end of the show? Uh, and we'll work on that. Um, I'm down. Let's do it. We'll do a copaganda <laughs> show. You have You have talked me into it. Let's get into our dishonorable mentions. These are the stories or people that caught our attention this week that deserve a call out either for their good or for their stupid. Travel, you want to take it? Yeah. So I first want to give a shout out to, um, to this is partially to you, Jared, but also to the person of this tweet that you sent me this morning. Um, I, you know, I'd be reticent to, to at people, Cause you never know what what else they got going on on their timeline, Listen. you know. Um, but the person who tweeted this, you also don't know if this person stole it from someone else. They probably did. Anyway, the tweet you sent me is from at Mia Cosa, and it says Chick Fil A must beat their employees. My order don't never be wrong. <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest <laughs> shit. And so I want to thank you and Mia Cosa. <laughs> For giving me a good old laugh that I needed this morning. It really warmed my spirit. Secondly, I just want to give a shout out to the one and only Lizzo. Okay. Now, y'all been dragging sister's name through the mud. Y'all been talking about her body all willy-nilly. And Lizzo don't mess with nobody. Okay. Why is the black men's always coming for Lizzo? Why is it why is it her her name in your mouth? We know what it is, okay? You hate black women, you hate fat people, you hate yourself. We get it, you know? But I just I just wanted to send some good vibes, positive vibes over the airways to Lizzo. She is is I think at least publicly, you know, shouldering this this negative burden and attention quote unquote well right she she recently said at, at one of her concerts you know everybody always got my name in their fucking mouth i'm just trying to mind my fat black beautiful business i think is what it was but yeah i just wanted to send some love lizzo's way because you know it's getting on my nerves and i don't know why that's a lie. I do know why she she and folks like her, uh, right, are always the, the ones that people call on who they want to pull down are always the ones who who are most secure, most free, most open and loving of ourselves. And so I'm gonna get off my soapbox. So but that's just what I wanted to say. Praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. What about for you? Um, so a couple of things. I find myself actively avoiding certain stories in the news if I feel like they're going to like be difficult for me from a mental health perspective. Um, and one of those stories has been some, some of the things happening in Iran. And like I've been like looking at some of the headlines when I see them in my feed, but like I haven't done like deep dives into reading about what's happening 
but I have little bits of it has gotten through to me. And I just want to like give an honorable mention to all the women and girls. And I imagine femmes of Iran who have been standing up for themselves, who have been saying no more, just like the ways that I have seen them protesting so fiercely and just it's exciting to me to be able to see them rising up in that way. So I just wanted to give that that shout out. Um, we also got a request on whether or not I was going to say something or we were going to say something about this L.A. City Council situation that's happening. I am really challenged with how to talk about local politics here because of the role that that I have, the roles that we have um, as journalists and representing other journalists. So like, I'm not going to get into like specifics and like the difficult parts of this story that I would love to talk about that I'm not allowed, like I supposedly not supposed to, I guess. But like, I will say anti-blackness and white supremacy are not unique to white people. Period. Absolutely. Right. And like the ways that we hear anti-blackness and white supremacy come out of the mouths of people that are not white should should demonstrate that for us right absolutely there's not a a major statement to make about this like we have seen people talk shit about black people and brown people our entire lives can i just add there that you know if if you want more political commentary at least from yours truly okay you can go hop on over to what a day okay listen listen. (laughs) mondays tuesdays and fridays where we recap the daily news and i bring that up because on uh, an episode earlier this week we talked we played a little bit of the the clip of the leaked audio of the la city council people saying these you know the word i will use in this moment is problematic and disparaging things about black folks right um and and uh, in particular um and now you know they're going through various steps of you know people are calling for all three of them to resign some of them have apologized some of them one of them is saying that like oh i don't remember this conversation happening because it happened back in october um or whatever also california is a two-party recording state meaning that it was illegal for whomever to record these people without their knowledge and so yeah somebody's gonna get investigated for that yes for it is very complicated anyway it's a very complicated story i mean this is probably the third time i had a conversation about this specifically today but like one of the challenges for me in this role as president and for you i imagine in some ways uh and as region director maybe i have an opinion right i am very clear about my perspective and my bias on these kinds of things i i make no you know i I make no illusions about that i used the wrong word there it's fine but i i recognize that like i can't just be out making statements about things because i represent journalists who do not necessarily um, put their opinion out or make that a part of their conversation we can't endorse i can't like endorse a candidate right the organization can't do that that's illegal right and so it's Mm -hmm. it's challenging but i also the the problem that i've been having with it is like i don't know who it serves to not say things sometimes right or i've i actually feel very clear who it serves to not say certain things but like about this story specifically i will say that it does not surprise me that some of the people who are recorded on this recording Um, have said the things that they have said because the things that I have had to endure because of a specific person on this recording that has to do with race and racism specifically, it does not surprise me. 
right? And, like, we know that these kinds of conversations happen all the time. And, like, we can be very clear that just from the piece, like, because I've, I've done, like, a deep dive into it today. I've, like, avoided it, but I know I had to, like, get into it. But, like, to see the things that they have to... <laughs> Swish what to do a Twitter poll. I'm like, I'm so close to just saying a name and saying exactly what happened. But like it it's just it's a very frustrating thing um to mm-hmm. to see happening and to not be able to talk about in the ways that I feel like we should be able to talk about it because these racist people are everywhere. The dirt always comes out in the wash. And we'll leave it right there. Um it is time for Black History is happening every day. Someone sent me this on Twitter earlier this week and I just thought it was the best thing and I immediately thought we have to use it for Black History is happening every day. Um it is Gladys Knight and the Pips. And they are performing live the Sesame Street theme song on Sesame Street in 1988. And it is fantastic. Take a listen. Sunny day, sweeping up clouds away. On my way to where the air is Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? Our shout out to Gladys Knight and the Pips. I love this rendition. I'm going to make sure that we have the link to check out the full video on Twitter um, that uh, uh, journalist Michael Warburton uh, had posted. I just, I love this. It's it's fantastic. And I, I thought it was a perfect thing for Black History. That rendition makes me want to, you know, move my shoulders like Diana Ross, you know, like like I'm a Supreme. Yes. Like I'm, like I'm Dina Jones and the Dreams. <laughs> Was it the dream ads? <laughs> Just give me a little something. <laughs> I should say Michael is an actor, not a journalist. Um, so shout out to Gladys Knight, the pips, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that is going to do it for us today. Travel, you don't have nothing to plug, do you? I have, do you have another podcast you want to talk about? Y'all know what it <laughs> is. Big Purr. What a day. Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays. Honey. We thank y'all so much for listening. If you are on Apple Podcasts or any of the other platforms that are letting you rate and review now, please, we ask that you do. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Let us know what you love about the show. And make sure to share it with your friend. Share it with your family member. Share it with your coworker. Um, let them know the episode that you loved and the conversation that was a part um, uh, that, that really resonated with you and share it with them. If you have a comment or suggestion about this week's show, we're at Fantai Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Use the hashtag FantiFam to continue the conversation, or you can shoot us an email to Fantai at MaximumFun.org, especially if you have a vendor form you want us to fill out because you want us to come speak to your company. What do the um the, the speaking girls always do like, you know, uh, now booking, you know, spring 2023? Listen, <laughs> operators are standing by. <laughs> Shout out to all the operators who stand it, who's, who stand it by. Smooth operator. Smooth. Oh, okay. And if you'd like to become a financially contributing member of the Fantai fam, you can do that by joining at MaximumFun.org slash join. Our music is brought to you every single week, as always, by Corice. That's C-O-R dot E-C-E. Did I say that right? C-O-R dot E-C-E. He has a birthday coming up this weekend. Shout out to him. Check Ow! his music out, period. Our graphics are done by Ashley Wynn and the folks over at Moon House Creative. And our editor is Nihar Patel. 
our senior producer is Laura Solution. This is a production of Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. If I had called my daddy, he would have said that he wanted all of his kids to to have a name that sounded like his. His name is Tracy, right? Um, and so, you know, I, I do want to fight him sometimes because I'm like, okay, you did a lot. But also, the vision. Laura said, I don't know about that. This face that she, she was like, I don't I'm know about all saying. that. I'm just saying.